The Word of the Lord from Romans 7, 14-25a We know that the law is spiritual, for I am of the flesh, sold under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So no, now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Here ends the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the epistle to the church at Rome, the letter to the Roman church, and serves as the basis of our theme for the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. S-O-S-S-W-M-B-S. God is all-knowing, which means he knows everything that ever was and everything that ever will be. So, if he knows what we will do with the gift of his law, why did he ever give it to us in the first place? He placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and no longer than the time it took for the serpent to craftily concoct his temptation were Adam and Eve already disobeying the one law God gave them to abide by. Virtually every patriarch of the Old Testament, whether they lied about their wives and allowed them to be taken by kings, lied about their birthrights, and even murdered overlords, showed the capacity for unhinged disobedience to God's law. How ironic it is that God trusted them with leading his people and continuing his covenant with them. Then there were the judges and most of the kings of Judah and Israel. They were incompetent, cowardly, and brutishly stupid. And somehow arrogant to the point of complete and utter self-destruction. Judges and kings alike given all the keys necessary to success, did nothing more than cause God to grieve that he ever created man upon the face of the earth. So, why did God give to them, and frankly, to us, his gift of the law, when he knew just how bad we would ruin it? Paul, 
who initially was no shining example himself, is inspired by the Holy Spirit to show us God's intent and provide spiritual purpose worth dying for. Paul shows us that the law is spiritual. God gave us the spiritual law and the Holy Spirit to accomplish what is always good for us. The spiritual law is what a soul sold into the slavery of sin needs. As Paul's letter was read in the church at Rome, slaves were there with everyone listening to every word. But when Paul talks about slavery in the first century, it is not like the racist slavery of the 17th, 18th, and 19th century in America. Slaves in the Roman Empire were not associated with any particular race. They were most often soldiers from other countries taken on the battlefield or sold to Rome by slavers from other countries just outside the farthest reaches of the empire's control. If they were young slaves, they could be released by age 30. Before their release, they could earn a wage, own property, sign contracts, and even own slaves themselves. Roman free citizens would sell themselves into slavery in order to pay off debts. Non-Romans could sell themselves in order to eventually obtain Roman citizenship. When Paul preached about slavery to sin, many understood slavery to sin to be a choice they made in order to have things that were not otherwise available to them. Or, more simply put, Sin was just a means by which they could choose what they wanted rather than what God wanted. What an amazing picture of sinner slaves or the more palatable servants of sin today. We choose the path of sin because it cuts the corners of truth and hard work to riches and selfish gain. The truth is, we sell out selfishly sinning in relationships rather than seeking mutual edification through proper partnership. We deny our identity in Christ so we can be accepted in the greater society the world has to offer. We live out our lives as servants of Satan every time we sin because we want to forget the law of God is mm -hmm. spiritual and good. Not just good in and of itself, but good because it does what is good for us and everyone we know. Jesus wasn't the good shepherd because he was perfect and sinless. He was good because everything he did was good for us and for all creation, for all time. Like when we say we found a good plumber. We don't mean he is a moral and pure man. We mean he fixed our leaking problem or effectively cleared a drain or did a reasonably priced replacement of our disposal. While being a good man may have helped him to be a good plumber, I think we can all agree we have seen many Christian people who are perfectly capable of incompetence. So the good plumber like the good shepherd, is praised and shared for what they do, even though who they are is good as well. So when God gives us what is spiritual 
and good. It's what the law does, not just what it is. We don't do anything. But the law from God that is spiritual and good does a lot, if not most, everything. We're a lot like Adam and Eve, given the opportunity. It doesn't take long for us to disobey and ruin everything God gave us for everyone. Oh, the willful gaffes pastors make that have turned so many away from church for good. The gossip and backbiting that made churches all but inhospitable for all but the hardiest of sinner saints. The endless bureaucracy and financial complexities that we have trusted above God's word and his promise to provide all that we need. God knew what we were going to do. Why did he ever give us such a precious and holy gift? Why did he trust us with such a treasure? Did he ever think we would or could keep it? The short but truthful answer is, obviously he didn't. Because he knew we couldn't. He foresaw it before he even created us. Not a single plan for us was ever contingent on our compliance. God's plan was always to let us be free. That means free to disobey everything he ever gave us to do. Free to associate, congregate, and deteriorate unto our own utter and complete destruction if we want to. Free to even reject our eternal Father, Heavenly Creator, an omnipotent and omniscient counselor as nothing more than a backup plan or an unwelcome overseer is best. Even free to assume he doesn't exist at all. Even then, he gives us his law, which is always spiritual and good. Good when we manage, like blind chickens finding seed, to benefit from obeying and doing God's law for our neighbor as ourselves. Telling the truth makes you bulletproof. Trusting God with our tithes fills our coffers to overflowing. Loving all and serving all makes sure we treat others just as we want to be treated. Honoring those in authority, making it a more peaceful world for all, and being satisfied with what we have and helping our neighbor improve their station in life. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are enabled to benefit from all the gifts God's good and spiritual law has to give us. But even when we disobey God's law, ironically, Paul tells us today, it's still good for us. When we sin against the law, the consequences of disobedience to the law does something the world refuses to do. Disobedience to the good and spiritual law of God shows our sins. S-O-S. And that is indeed good because the sinner would not otherwise know the eternal danger they are in. Because the law shows our sin, we know we cannot save ourselves and must look to the only one who can. Jesus, when he took the law, was able to do what no one could. He was able to think, act, feel, and help everyone perfectly every time. 
Jesus was the one who walked on water while he pulled us out of the ocean of our sin. Jesus was the one who snatched us from our drunken attraction to the alluring clutches of Satan. Jesus told the governor, the Pharisee, and Sadducee, and even the prince of darkness, that even though we transgressed the law, he fulfilled it on our behalf and paid the price for our failure by dying on the cross. Our most deserved eternal death. They say you cannot know what's good unless you know what's evil. And you conversely cannot know what's evil unless you know what is ultimately good. Jesus showed us our sins, so we undeniably know what our evil is. So we could clearly see the ultimate good in this world. He showed us himself. S-W-M-B-S. So. We might be saved. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.